This is an AMI podcast. Hey guys, welcome along to another Double Tap. And this one is for the weekend. Marco Flalo is joining me. We are going to be talking Logitech. And we're going to be talking about the big Google event of the week as well. Let's get everyone talking. Pixel tablets and watches are now a thing. You're listening to Double Tap, the weekend edition, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Mark Aflalo. Yes, Mark Aflalo is over there somewhere. I have to shout because you're all the way over uh, there. You're over there. I am over here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I'm so far away from you. (laughs) How are you this week? How's your week? um, I'm sorry. I'm reaching behind me because my week was so busy that I have to get stuff and grab stuff to show you. Okay. Because here's the thing is, uh, you know, if you're just waking up and, and the rock is still on top of your head, then you you uh, may have missed the Google Pixel 7 uh, announcement earlier this week. And here's the thing is that I have one. Oh, wow. You've got one there. Yeah, I've, I've got the Google Pixel 7 here, but... I can't show it to you. <laughs> Hang on. Are we under some kind of rule? Is there some rule so, you can't yes. show it? So the way this tech world works, okay, is there are embargoes and you're not allowed to do certain things. However, okay, I can't show it to you on camera here, but because we, you know, we're recording this on video as well as audio because, you know, to confuse people even more, I can show you a picture that I took moments ago of it. <laughs> <laughs> can can you rub the phone on the microphone so we know it's really there? I don't you know it doesn't say anything about not allowed <laughs> not being allowed to do that. So I think that's, hang on, that's I'm okay, gonna, surely. I'm going to make sure the microphone's out of screenshot and I can There we go. Oh, that is the Pixel it. 7 in all its glory <laughs> in the beautiful black obsidian color being rubbed on the microphone. I hope I didn't break any embargoes by doing that but i think that they can clearly clearly state that it says here we've gotten clarification from google team that you can share images of your new device just no in-depth reviews or pictures that show off features okay i don't know would, would you say that i could then hold it up to the camera that's a picture right i mean that's okay i'm not actually showing a video of it doesn't say just no in-depth reviews or pictures you know what? I'm going to just quickly flash it to the... There we go. You wouldn't even know it's a Pixel 7. I could be lying to it you right anything, now. anything, right? Until, yeah. you, until, until you see the back. There you go. <laughs> I was going to say... Yeah, hang on. Hang on. I've got one too. There you go. I'm, I'm holding one up too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah absolutely yeah, anything, right? Um, you know what? Though? <laughs> I also have something else that I'm not even going to pull out here because we can talk about it. But I also have um, what a lot of people who listen to our show and watch our show have been kind of harassing us about is uh, the uh, iPhone 14 Plus. Oh, wow. I, I have that as well. So um, Are we allowed to see episodes, that? Are we allowed to talk I'm about not, that? I'm not, I'm not even, I'm not, oh. I could talk about it, but I mean, there's not much to talk about yet right. because I haven't opened it yet. But I have that. So this is really just me gloating. This really, is just I mean, an episode of I've got stuff in a box and I can't really show you it, but ask me next week. Yeah, that's that's kind of well. I don't know. Hang on, is it next week? I don't know. I can even exactly. tell you next week. Hang I've, on. Got, I've got stuff I too. Tell you, I've got, got stuff I can tell too. You, yeah, October twelfth. Oh, you've got the Logitech MX Mechanical Mini for Mac. Yeah, and I'm I so think, jealous of you. I think that might be gr- light gray because it came in two colors, didn't it? it came you in do a dark have the gray. light gray. You do have the light gray color. Oh, you know, I nice. I actually had a chance to sit down and have a really fun conversation with this guy named uh, Maxim who works at Logitech, which, by the way, is based in Switzerland. Never knew that. Oh, Thought I they were in the U.S. Wow. Yeah. Um, we talked We talked all about Logitech um, MX, which is stands for the Master Series, by the way. And I didn't even once talk about individual products. <laughs> we spoke for thirty minutes, and I, I even said at the end of, at the end of the conversation, which which we'll play back for you at one point. Yeah, we'll get um, on. Yeah. At the end of the conversation, uh, I said, "You know what, Matt? We didn't even Maxim. We didn't have a chance to talk about the actual products themselves. But I think the products really do speak for themselves. It was it's a more interesting conversation. I think the way I had it, which was talking about, you know, they spent five years designing a keyboard." Five, five years. years. So that means that they have five to predict. Five years on that? Wow, okay. Yeah, 
They have to predict now what kind of features they're going to put in a keyboard in five years from now. And uh, and I asked him, I said, does that worry you that you're going to be like kind of late to the game with something? And he said, no, because we we see the holes in the market and we know we have something unique. And I said that was that was utterly cool. And he also told me another interesting story, which was that you know, since software can do so many things with these keyboards with like the love to take options software, mm-hmm. you can customize keys and stuff. They actually, yeah, they actually rushed a lot of features to the market when COVID hit. Things like the Teams mm. and Zoom shortcuts and stuff like that, being yep. able to incorporate those, those were rushed to the market to accommodate to accommodate people that are working from home. Do you know, that kind of makes a lot of sense because one thing I've often wondered is why has nobody else come out with a keyboard for the Mac which has Touch ID in it? And that would kind yeah, of explain why. That was, you know what? That would have been a good question. Thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> I should have asked that question. Wow. Great. Awesome. Way to ruin that for me. But, but no, you know that what? would we, make sense, right? Because if they're taking five years to build it, then what was Touch ID around? Well, it wasn't around five years ago, was it? It was only not, around, not, what, two years Not on the keyboard. No, it's because only with the M1 Max, right? So that's only yeah. two years old. No, it was funny because I asked, I asked, I said, why, why design something specifically for Mac? And he goes, you know, the fact of the matter is, is that people... People don't realize that a Bluetooth keyboard is a Bluetooth keyboard, a Bluetooth mouth, mouth, Bluetooth mouse is a Bluetooth mouse, and they just work on any any device that has Bluetooth, right? That's right. People yeah. don't realize that, so they actually don't go out and get a keyboard for their Mac because they're worried it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because that's like a, that's an absolute myth. I mean, it's Bluetooth; it'll work with anything. It's blue. It'll work with my phone, work with my iPad, my mouse. I mean, so many different things. So it's funny to see how they. They really do spend a lot of time doing that user research. And the last takeaway that I'll I'll give to you, because we're not airing it here right now, is that um, we talked about the whole company as a whole because, you know, they've got great gaming stuff. And and we talked about accessibility. And he said he said something, you know, along the lines of, you know, we have a whole team at Love Detect to focus on accessibility and focus on special special devices for special needs and, you know, different things like that. But he said when it comes to a keyboard, at the end of the day, keyboard's a keyboard. You yeah. know, there's not that's much you fair. can do accommodation-wise. Like, the, the, a keyboard's a keyboard. And I said, yeah, you know, that's a, that's a really good point. So uh, a great conversation, which we'll definitely bring to you. Uh, I'm glad I had an opportunity to talk to him, so... Well, I want to mention yeah. this one as well because I did. I haven't opened up the mechanical, but I do also have. They sent me very kindly the. Me too. MX, I have that too. Yeah, I haven't opened it. This one too. Yeah. Multi device K three eighty for Mac. Yeah. Um, so this is again. You know, it says Mac, but it is iPhone, iPad, and you, of course you could use it on a PC as well, right? Yeah, it's going to work on anything. Um, it's got this like is little chiclet keys on it. Yeah, well, it yeah, is. It is an update, yeah. and it's, it is. Do you, do you try the previous version of this? Hmm. I don't think so. I don't think I ever tried that version. Quite a different, quite a different keyboard. Heavy um, though. You feel that the weight in your yeah, hand right there now? Yeah. It is heavy, yeah. And and do you know something? A much better built keyboard, although really nothing wrong with the previous one, but the keys aren't squishy. They're much more like the Mac Magic keyboard. Um, okay. So I think if you're kind of looking for a similar keyboard, this is good. I would also put this in the portable bracket. I mean, yeah, you could argue that the mechanical is portable as well. It is mini. But I would certainly want to take this with me on the move. You know, I would have this paired up to my iPhone. I'd have it paired up to my MacBook. I'd have it paired up to, well, frankly, anything else because it's a, it's a great little thing. It connects to three devices at once. Um, now, one thing I didn't check with this because the previous version, I'm going to open it just now. The previous version, it ran on double or triple A's, triple A batteries. This okay. one, I'm wondering if this is USB C or whether it still has the batteries in it. Let me just see here. Oh, no, it does. It still has the battery compartment in the back. Okay. So it still like takes that. the batteries. That's good, right? Because, you know, sometimes if you're out and about, especially when you, if it's portable. But look at this. This is in blueberry. This is a really nice color. Um, yeah. It looks gray to me. So, you know, it's a beautiful gray. But, you know, it's not gray. It's got blueberry. like a blue tinge to it. It's got chiclet keys. I call them chiclet keys because they're kind of uh, they're a little, little depressed in the middle. And they're round. And, um, yeah. <laughs> it's nice. It's a nice little keyboard. Uh, and, you know, the, the, the one thing I have only learned recently, actually, is that they have lots of different functions now than what they used to have on the function key row. I mean, obviously, I tend to use it as a function uh, row, but there are a lot more functions to it. And funnily enough, when it comes to PCs, I always use, whenever I set up a PC keyboard, I'm always using the F1 to F12 because when you use JAWS, you need to use F1 to F12. So all the other stuff that comes oh, on those I didn't keys, know that. Never use it. Never touch it. <laughs> yeah, um, it's funny. Yeah. I've never, I haven't used the function row. I honestly don't. It's, it's, you I don't remember last time I there. used that F. 
No, I don't. I, I mean, I use the alternate options like the the screen dimming yep. and stuff like that. Uh, but no, never, never anything else. Well, that's the thing, right? So on a PC, I would never use those functions. I would always just use F1 to F12. But on a Mac, you can use the, you know, the functions aren't that important, the function keys. You don't use them that often. I mean, you do. You can use them a lot if you want with some voiceover commands. But to be honest, I'm, I just hold down the function key as well. Uh, I'd much rather use the volume up and down, the brightness keys. And that was the ones I only ever used. And then I realized there were like do not disturb buttons on there, mute buttons. Is that um, emoji button? <laughs> yeah, emoji buttons. Oh my so, God, look at that. I never did that. I tried that in messages. It actually pulls up the emoji keys. Pulls up the emoji. Yeah, by the way, great app if you're ever looking for uh, adding emojis easily called Rocket for the Mac. It's a very accessible app, but all you do is you hit slash whenever you're typing something. You start typing in what the emoji you want is, and it just drops it in for you. Easy. So you type slash wow. and happy, just drops it right in. Um, really great little accessibility tip from our good friend Robin Christofferson there. But yeah, what super the- accessible app. One of the things they talked about at the Google Pixel event was um, was the ability to use your voice a little bit more predictably when it comes to emojis. Like you could say, uh, happy face upside down uh, frowning, and it'll actually <laughs> figure out what you're talking about. I'm like, wow, this is this is putting search to really good use. Absolutely. <laughs> right. I, I've got to talk, Yano. I, I've really got to ask you about this event. So what was – because we, we were covering it as it happened. Uh, I know. And the only downside was, right, normally these Google events are about half an hour. And I'm thinking, this is going to be over. Goes, yeah, yeah. An hour and a half it goes on. The show's <laughs> finished. It's still going. We just get to the point about the watch being announced. We don't even get to the tablet. And suddenly, we're, we're out of time. We have to go. So I was like, oh, God. Well, they did, so, they did things interestingly. They, were, they announced off the top of the event, if you guys didn't tune into it, they basically said, we're going to be talking about the watch. They showed you the watch. They're going to talk mm-hmm. about the tablet. They showed you the tablet. We're going to talk about the Pixel. And they showed you the Pixel. And then they started going into each one in detail. So they teased you, thinking you're going to get the stuff right away. But you didn't. Like, you had to really sit down and wait. But thankfully, they sent me some cheat notes. Oh, good. <laughs> so, oh, thank goodness Yeah, for yeah. That. So... So this is uh, 10 things to know about the Pixel 7 and the Pixel 7 Pro. Um, let's let's go in order here. So uh, Pixel, it's fast, it's secure, it's helpful. Advanced photo and video features, all-day battery life. Um, take beautifully authentic photos, improved real tone, and stunning video with cinematic blur. Super sharp 6.3-inch display, fast, responsive, smooth gaming and scrolling is 25% brighter than the Pixel 6, and it starts at $799 US, I guess that's US dollars, available in snow, obsidian, and lemongrass colors. Hmm. What on earth does that... What is Am's Amphibian, or what was that? Uh, obsidian, it's black. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. But, um, but hang on a second, but this is, this is actually... <laughs> This has become it's it's a sticking point. This is our, our politically correct world anymore. You're no longer we're we're no longer to call phones black or white. I mean, it's just it's yeah, it's that's right. Like I like I can't yeah. I just I don't even want to get into it because I might say something wrong. I don't want to accidentally say something wrong here. So uh, yeah, so that's why they're giving all that. That's the reason behind naming all these colors. It's no other reason than them trying to be politi- politically correct and giving some kind of marketing spin behind it. Well, yeah, it doesn't work for the blind or colorblind, I'll tell you that, because we have no, no idea what's going me. on. Well, I exactly. Just like, give, so, me, give me a color. Give me anything you like. Give me something that, you know, a name that I can actually understand. That would be good. Um, but no, that's, that's, that is good. I mean, it's, it sounds interesting. The, the feature that really kind of surprised me out of all of it, and I'm trying to remember the name of it now, is this new feature they've kind of built in for selfie mode, and it's to help blind people uh, take selfies. If you enjoy taking pictures of your face, of which I don't, um, then you can uh, use this new feature. It's like frame, I can't remember the name, but it's something to do with the frame, find your face in the frame. Of That's not the name. But basically it guides you. It helps you take images. And we saw Molly Burke, regular AMI contributor. She's been on our show, uh, who's blind herself. And she was talking about it at the event. It was really yeah, interesting to hear her talk so about it's, it. So it's, it's called Guided Frame. Guided Frame, that's uh, the thing. It is was, called Guided yeah. Frame. And uh, I could send you a link if you want to play it in video form, but I might be able to play this in audio for you if you'd like to yeah, hear it. Yeah, let's do it. Like, if we can hear it, yeah. Can that'd I be do cool. it? Is it easier for you to play it on your end? I don't know. But I have if I do absolutely it on my end, no idea. Yeah, you're going to loop back if I, uh, if I try this on you. This could be cool. <laughs> yeah, this could be interesting. Let me let me give this a go, but uh, we might quiet. hear a little... Might hear a little bit of an echo while while uh, while I do this. Here we go. Uh, attempt number one. It says made by Google on the screen. Guys closing a door. It says pixel guided frame. Pixel seven. One face. Move your phone slightly left and down. 
Move your phone slightly right and up. Ready for selfie. Three, two, one. Photo taken. One face. Oh my one god, face. I love this. Move your phone right and up. Ready for selfie. Wait, I want to get one my face. light. Photo taken. This is so cool. My name is Molly Burke. I'm a social media content creator and motivational speaker who happens to be blind. So often I find accessibility is focused on making sure disabled people can do the bare minimum to get by. It's important that accessibility not just focus on designing things to make disabled people function, but also empower them to have fun in life again. I'm Lingen Wang. I'm one of the original creators of Guided Frame. Guided Frame is a smart selfie feature that helps blind and low vision users to take a beautiful selfie. Selfie to me and to many blind users, I think, is a way they express themselves. For so long, I couldn't take selfies because I could never frame it correctly. I would try to like show a friend a new t-shirt that I got and I'd be like, look at how cute this top is. And I'd text her a selfie and she'd be like, yeah, I can't see it at all. In Google, we strive to make our technology and product accessible for everyone to use. So it's super important for us to develop a camera experience that's inclusive. Photo taken. We constantly check in with our blind and low vision users because their feedback will help make our product much better. My mom is an incredible photographer, but I don't want to always have to rely on my mom to take my photos. That's one of those like basic everyday things that gives you that independence that we as disabled people crave. Pretty cool. It's a pretty cool feature. Uh, and, I mean, it, it really combines a lot of the, I mean, ex existing feature set and just brings it into the camera, which is kind of cool, isn't it? It is. And I just love that they put that up front on the event like that, you know, I mean, right up there and, you know, just kind of making it that, you know, accessibility is just part of the product. I, I just think that's brilliant. And, you know, I, I do I want to apologize to Molly because when we were talking on the show, it got to the bit on the, the event where they started talking about photography. Sean and I just started talking merrily because we thought, well, it's all about photography. Who cares about taking pictures? <laughs> and then both of us are thinking, that's a screen reader I'm hearing. What's going on? It's funny how both of us, our ears pricked up to the screen uh. reader before anything else. And then we had Molly's voice. We're like, oh, Molly's there. Amazing. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just, just so great to see her um, on, on such an event like that, talking about something like this. Because yeah. why not? Right? I mean, they should be up there and up front. And, and I'm really glad they promoted that. So is that only on the 7 range? Is that not going to be available on my 6A? I, I, it doesn't really specify what, where it's going to be, but I mean, the one of the big conversations about all of this stuff is that, you know, the software is really enabling some of the older devices. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if it comes to other other devices eventually. But right now, because they have a bunch of different chips on board that are new, mm. it may only work on the seven. But we'll we'll, we'll find out. We'll ask that question. Okay, and, so I'm I'm going to ask you a question of it. that will okay. involve Google. Uh, what I mean by that is the website for you to search the answer to this if you don't know already, although you may well know the answer. I'm pretty um, good, good at this thing in real time, you know. Well, you are, but I know you know a lot of this <laughs> stuff as well. So, you know, what about this Tensor chip that we're hearing about? So G2 is the name of this new chip. Is this... I mean, look, to start at the beginning here, for people who don't quite get this, is that the M1 equivalent of, it basically, it's, it's Google's processor, it's Google's brain inside their devices? Um, yes and no. It's more like the A chips in the iPhones and the iOS devices because it's not as powerful as, as a, like a desktop-grade processing chip. But what they're doing right. is exactly what Apple's trying to do, which is not rely on others and build hardware that you know leverages their software at the end of the day and and this is their attempt at it and the g2 is the second generation so it's the second generation um it's actually a project with samsung samsung's actually the one who's who's actually building the chip for them uh originally mm -hmm. was revealed in the pixel 6 series um i'm trying to read here while we kind of talk at scorio a slightly older blah, 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 uh, custom yeah generate you know paired with the custom ai and imaging silicon it brings in a new power for far, far more important features. For example, contextual support, imaging, and video and security experiences. But I mean, they have the specs here. If I want to go through it, I mean, it's got it's basically got two ARM X1 chips in it, two Cortex A78 chips in it. It's got a uh, G710 GPU. I really, I wish I could tell you what that means. I have no clue. Uh, it's better DDR5 than the G610. I'll tell you that. 
It has a lot of the media decoding in it so that it doesn't have to rely on software. It's got 5G built into it. The modem is actually built into the chip itself. Hmm. Uh, and it's built on the five uh, five nanometer process. So, you know, there are some things that obviously differ from what Apple is doing unnecessarily on their chips. But it's it's just a way for them to have more control over what they're doing and how it works. That's interesting. I mean, I, I think that it's... Getting to an interesting time, isn't it? Because, I mean, I'll be honest, that Pixel 6a, you know yourself, that is a great device. And it's yeah. snappy, it is fast. I mean, obviously, I know these newer ones in the 7 and the 7 Pro will have even more capability in it. And I believe that the 7 Pro, at least it was rumoured, that it was going to have up to like 12 gig of RAM in it or something. So, you know, it was going to be well, well resourced. But these are pretty powerful devices. I was saying on the show at the time, despite what we're seeing about the 7 and 7 Pro, I think for most people, if you have the 6 or the 6A right now, you wouldn't really have a reason to upgrade, would you? I mean, th these are these no. are impressive devices, but they're just it's just evolution, really. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. I don't think it's necessarily a, an upgrade-worthy device. Right now, I don't think it's right now. And I think that's their own doing, unfortunately, because of the fact that I think we've reached a, re a real plateau in terms of hardware. I think hardware is is outpacing is outpacing software now. So what I, what I mean by that is the hardware, regardless of how much better it's getting, we're not seeing, we're not realizing the real potential of that hardware yeah. because software is not really taking advantage of it yet. So I think whether it's an M1 chip from Apple or a G1 or G chip from tensor chip from google i don't think the software is really going to take that much more advantage of it i'm sure there's differences and nuances and things like photo and video and ai processing and stuff like that that we we probably don't even realize that are happening under That's the hood interesting right so you're thinking that yeah. it's actually more to, it's more that the hardware is kind of gone sky high the capability has gone sky high and the software just hasn't reached the potential that the hardware has yet yeah, really I think the soft. I think yeah, I think the soft. I mean, I think we're getting there. I think as they continuously release new software, they find new ways to maximize the tools that tool sets that are there. It's almost like the chips are a toolbox. Yeah. Like here are the chips. Here's the battery. Here's the toolbox, and the toolbox runs on this chip, and it's powering everything. And you've now got to go open this toolbox and figure out how to maximize those tools, how to really pull out the right tool for what you're doing. And there's a lot of experimentation there and not necessarily enough information about how to properly use it to really take advantage of it. This is why we're seeing, you know, software working on, you know, three generations of iPhones and Pixel phones and Samsung phones because it's the same, same experience on some of these chips. I mean, you look, look, you know, that same M1 chip that was in, a, in an iPad when it was first released at a Mac Mini is now powering the Pro laptops. Yeah, that's right. With minor tweaks to it. So. Yeah. You know, I'm still waiting for, you know, whatever whatever's next to make my purchases because it's not a good time to buy. But I think that software really has an opportunity here to really, really push to the push the envelope. Because you know what? Software has to push the hardware. The the hardware is gonna push harder. And I think we see that a lot in graphics. We don't see it a lot in regular processors. Yeah. I mean, one good thing, of course, about buying a Pixel device and something that was really clear at the event was how much support you would get. So we knew you would get, for example, five years of updates on these Pixel yeah. phones. That, I think, is quite comforting for some people. I mean, again, we're saying today, if you've got the 6 or the 6A, maybe even the 5, if you've got the Pixel 5, you might not need to do the upgrade to this. And actually, Google's kind of okay with that, right? It's a case of, well, we're still supporting you. You'll get the support. It's kind of in writing with it that you'll get you know, five years of support if you buy this thing today. That, I think, is quite comforting to some people. And maybe Google need to just, I think all companies, frankly, need to just lay off the upgrade path a little bit. I mean, I'd be okay with well, a yeah, year. I was, you know, I was just going to say years. that. I was going to say, look at look at some other markets, for example. Look at the gaming market. Let's, let's take gaming for a second. Hmm. A new console does not come out every year. Absolutely a new console, not. not even every two years. We're talking about three to five years. Yeah. And maybe everyone's fine with it. Of course, no one has an issue, right? And the games are still good, and the games still play incredibly well. We're fine with it. We've been programmed that new phones come out every year. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why they started the cycle like that, but we're now programmed with it. I think Apple, they're on like a three-year cycle now, right? They still do updates, incremental updates every year, but they seem to be settled in on this three-year cycle now, so we're not going to see... A major hardware change. But are you even itching for a major hardware change when it comes to an iPhone, for example? Like, I'm almost no. wondering in my head, like, what could they do? Like, this different now. 
I, I've got I've got the fourteen. Get rid of the camera bump. Yeah, well, yeah, that would be nice. I've got the fourteen Pro, and I got yeah, it because of the job I I do, and that's yeah. it. That's it. If I if I didn't do this, if I was mopping up something, <laughs> insert thing here, um, you know, I would I wouldn't be buying a new phone every year or or even yeah. every you know because I just wouldn't need to. I wouldn't have a need for this. I mean, there's nothing in or there was nothing wrong with the thirteen mini I had, other than the fact that I just wanted something new and you know, fourteen Pro made sense. The one thing I did like in the new fourteen Pro was lidar. Um, although, how many times have I used it? I could probably count on one hand. Yeah. So says all really, um, but no, I, I do think it's interesting. I mean, I, I think these devices are coming out way too quickly. I, I do. I would. I want to ask your opinion on this though, because I was thinking about the the, the cost of this. In the US, it's like three nine nine for the six A, five nine nine for the seven, and then I think it's eight nine nine starting price anyway for the seven Pro. And I'm thinking they seem to be going after Apple in some ways to encourage people oh, over to Apple. S- Stephen, come on. I mean, did, did you, did, I don't know if you caught, did you catch the event from the start? Uh, did we? Yeah, but we did. Yeah. Yeah. Do, I, I know that you were also on the air at the same time, yeah. right? So did you hear the jabs at Apple right now? Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. We had crash <laughs> detection three years ago. Yeah. Um, three years yeah. ago. We've been doing it always on display <laughs> since the Pixel 2. But But what I'm wondering is, Clearly, they're going after Apple, but aren't they also just going after other Android phone manufacturers as well? I mean, well, so this is know, a conversation I had. Point? This is a conversation I had with Mike Ross on, on Now with Dave Brown this morning. This is the conversation I had. And, um, you know, Google has always come out with this hardware as a blueprint. Mm. It's very much, and I made the comparison to Microsoft and Surface devices. This is a blueprint of how. We expect you, phone manufacturer, to to best use our software and hardware. Microsoft does the same thing with the Surface. They say, this is how we envision this working. Now here, take this blueprint and go work your magic and do your spin on it. And I think that as long as they're, and because they came after Samsung's Huawei's TCLs, you name it, insert device here. I think that people are happy with the manufacturers they're happy with. And the ones who get the pixels are the ones who really don't want any of that bloatware along with it. Mm-hmm. I think it's still a very small market. I don't think the Pixel phone is a big money-making machine for Google. I think it's a great example of how to use their software. Yeah, I'd be interested to see sales figures, though, because a price point is good. And you get a good device. I mean, you're getting a great device. I mean, I, I think the three... And the four were pretty poorly built in comparison to the five onwards. Yeah. And, you know, it's, that is only improving over time. It really is. Look, stick around. We're going to come back to this because I want to talk about the watch. I want to talk about the tablet as well. I thought the tablet thing was gone. I thought they'd given up on that. So Me too. we'll talk about that. Yeah, that's coming up here on Double Tap of the Send Weekend. Send us your feedback to feedback at AMI.ca. Leave us a voicemail at one 803 4567 You're listening to Double Tap. This is Double Tap. Now, back to the show. Yeah, we're talking about the Pixel event, well, the Made by Google event, which featured Pixel devices, including the new Pixel 7, the Pixel 7 Pro. But let's talk about the watch and the tablet, because we didn't get as much time on the show to talk about that, mainly because we had to come off air. Uh, just about the point they announced I was like please could you just announce the watch I don't care about pro photography okay Google not that I took it personally you understand um, you okay yeah I'm fine I'm fine uh, let's okay. talk about the Pixel watch um, okay first I mean I, I'm only interested in one thing how's TalkBack going to perform that's all I'm interested in so when I get my hands on it I will test it out but for you is this something you would even consider um I gotta, I gotta un unprogram my Apple head for a minute, mm. and uh, hang on. Uh, okay, uh, yeah. yeah. Take the hat off. Um, I, you know, yes and no. Uh, I, I would say if I had no experience with their Wear OS, I would probably definitely give it a try. Um, stylistically, it's a nice watch. It's a round, round bezel. It's got a nice sapphire crystal display that's like a dome, so it's kind of rounded. So it gives you the impression that there's no bezel around it, but there is. Um, it's got nice watch bands. I'm not a fan of the, I've never been a fan of the, 
the round smartwatches. I find there's a lot of real estate that's missing. That, that then again, I'm programmed that way, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, it's only because other people have come out with other ones that that took advantage of the real estate. Um, it's a nice watch. I think it's a bit feminine, in my opinion. Okay. Um, just the way in which it's built and the materials that they were using. Uh, where I think Apple does a better job at making uh, the differentiation between like the the nice matte kind of finishes and the nice glossier kind of more feminine watches. Not that there's a you know uh, good or bad to that. Just Can I ask designs. a question, Mark? For a serious yeah. question here, what is a woman? So Google helps. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, what a fantastic question. Um, yeah, I, anyway. I definitely, I definitely want to try it out. I definitely want to obviously experience the new version of Wear OS to see how that that shapes up on this device because it is it is a sexy looking device. Yeah, uh, the way the watches connect are a little bit different than we were used to. It doesn't less less energy into it. Um, you know, it's got a fast processor. It's got, you know, NFC. It's got everything you ever need. Like, I mean, is that going to be running, in it. Is that running the Tensor G2 chip as well? It is running a Tensor chip, but I don't know what the generation, I don't think it's, hang on, it's a Tens. Uh, they don't say anything about the Tensor chip. I think it's a different chip entirely. Right, okay. I don't, th- yeah, I don't think it's exactly the same chip. Please it let it not be Snapdragon, it because if it's Snapdragon, then we, well, we're back to square one. Um, so yeah. we shall see. Mm. I have pre-ordered one. When did uh, they ship? I didn't even pay attention. I would miss that entirely. October 13th is release okay. date. So I'm imagining I'll get it on at that date. I actually ordered it on Amazon because I could just get it quicker that way. I love yeah, that. Yeah, in the UK, just you, can, you can do that stuff way better it's than weird. we can here. So weird, like, but I can get yeah. it. Yeah. Like, and they'll probably deliver it early because it's Amazon. So I'll probably get it on the 12th, hopefully. Um, but I am really keen to see what this thing is like. I agree with you, though, about the real estate thing because it's as if the UI just isn't really built for a circular design like that. Yet that's pretty much all the devices are on, on Wear OS. I, haven't, I don't think I've ever seen any square Android yeah. devices. It's a little bit of a strange layout to me. It always has been. And just that whole card kind of back and forth method is kind of weird to mm. me. That being said, I mean, I'm not navigating my Apple Watch a, a lot at all. Like, I don't use many of the apps. It's really about the things I set up in advance that I just let it kind of go and do its thing. So that's why I don't think it really matters to me. It's not, I mean, it's not, listen, it, my Apple Watch Ultra, I have it on the Wayfinder face uh, and on the red mode. So it's like really last several days it's just on it's comfortable no complaints about it this watch is a bit different it almost it's almost a bit dressier i don't know yeah, I, have I, to, I have to play with it i have to play with it it's that's really what it comes down to i really have to play with it and see what it's like i feel like we're kind of waiting for a better wearable option than a watch because you've said it i've said it many times and i hear a lot of people saying this you know yeah i've got an apple watch and i wear it and it's nice and stuff what do you do with it stuff nothing really time occasional app i don't know who, who uses what do we use it for I, I don't really know what we use it for i mean I, i'm not up mountains very often so i'm not using it for that function um, i don't believe you <laughs> yeah you do um, <laughs> but you know it's like i'm not i mean gps is cool on it yeah i suppose um but i, I very really use it i mean i use it for checking notifications i use it to save me picking up my phone that's really what i use it for um, but I don't know. Maybe it's I, I just and that's the kind of general theme I get from people who have these things. I just wonder if there's maybe a better option. Maybe when glass comes out or some form of wearable like that, as opposed to a watch, then people might be more interested in it. The heads-up display might be more a thing. I don't know. Um, tablets. Now I thought Pixel tablets were dead and buried. I thought the company, yeah, me too. The team that were behind it in the company had all been disbanded. They were all off to mop floors. But apparently not. Apparently they've been secretly working on a tablet. Yeah, and this we're not going to even see the light of day of this until 2023. Uh, no no availability whatsoever. It says it will be available to purchase in 2023. And, um, why? you know, why? Well, Stephen, um, I don't have an answer for you. But <laughs> but it has a Tensor G2 as well, uh, just like the Pixels. Uh, it's got a new form factor. Got round. It looks honestly it looks like a, a, big, a bigger iPhone, like an iPad mini in terms of form factor, quite almost identically. Right. Uh, minus the fact that it's running Android, so you get a bit different experience on it. And it seems to be a little bit more of a modified experience than traditional Android for phones. There's got a home screen with widgets and things like that that seem to be a little bit more laid out the, the way you'd want it laid out for a tablet. 
Um, there's also a nice dock that goes along with it where it's a charging dock that has a speaker in it. So you can just literally kind of go and it's clicked. Um, that was my oh, sorry, sound effect. It goes, yeah, it's nice. Yeah, I'm gonna, there we go. Yeah, it's good. Um, easy access to your smart home devices. Here, here, you know what? This seems to me like it's a perfect device to have on your counter in your kitchen. Right, okay. To control your house. Okay. But I've got about a million devices that can do that already in pretty much anything I can think of. Yeah, me of. too. I have my voice. <laughs> I've got my voice. I've got a phone. I've got, you know, other things, computers around the place. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It just seems like all these things seem a bit late to the table. Now, you're saying it's running Android. I mean, it's not Chrome OS then. So what's Chrome OS changing? Is that going to change? Um, yeah, that's a that's a really good point. Because um, they did have, remember they had the Pixel Slate. That, I actually still have the Pixel Slate that Google yeah. sent me way back when it was announced. And that was what came out next to the Pixel Book. Uh, the Pixel Slate I actually preferred. I thought it was a really nice design. It was very similar to the Surface Pro, the uh, Microsoft product. Very similar to that. It would come in this kind of you know, foldy out case and you'd have the, the external keyboard. You could change that and lots of other companies made them. But actually the keyboard that was on it was brilliant. So... Yeah, really nice device and works really well and still runs really fast today. Maybe maybe that's the maybe there's an interesting angle with with the whole Pixel thing that actually Chromebooks when they're really decently powered, they don't really die. Because what else do they no, do? They don't. No, they Chrome. don't. They definitely don't. <laughs> they definitely definitely don't. I I've got a I'm, what was I going to ask you? It was I wanted to somehow segue into accessories but it's not going to work, so let's not segue into accessories. Let's just do accessories. Um, <laughs> No, no, no. I'm all for accessories. <laughs> no, I'm done. I'm not done. We started with accessories. Um, no, I bought something this week, and I thought it was pretty cool, but I'll share with you later. It's a new, uh, a new USB-C charger from Satechi oh, that right, okay. is 165 watts and really light and powerful and has three USB-C ports. I can use this for my laptop, my tablet, my phone, my everything. So it's my now my brick that replaces everything. I don't, is I this no longer the same that. one that you suggested I buy when I came out to Canada? And then no, that, that was even a, that was a different one. Because that's did we buy? Did we actually buy that for you? I think you did. And then it was left in the bag that got lost in Canada. So I ended up having to buy another one. So I now have two of them. Oh, okay. What was it? The Satechi, or was it a different one? Oh, it no, was hang a different on. One. It actually, was a, it was oh no, you're right. It was a different one. It was U Green. That was it. It was the U yes, Green 200 yes. watt one. Because uh, it has yeah. three USB, three or four, I think, USB Cs and two USB As, but it could power a MacBook. It could power, well, anything. Frankly, it's a fantastic device. I've got a problem, and the problem is that I have so many little accessories like that. Mm. I have no idea where anything is. Yeah, if I, you I, saw my I, office right now, I've been in your office. I know what that's like. I have a bin on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> that just collects stuff and i've organized stuff into little bags in that bin and i still can't find stuff it's a problem can i'm I, aware of this problem i'm working on it can i ask you something because i think man to man here i have to ask you this do you ever get to a point where you you know you've got a whatever it is you might be looking for say it's a cable you're looking for a particular cable you can't find it but you kind of know you've got one do you ever just buy another one on Amazon? See, do I ever just buy another one on Amazon? That makes up probably at least 40% of my purchases on Amazon. <laughs> oh, I'm exactly the same. I'm terrible for that. I just think, you know, I could go and find it. but And then the thing is, as soon as it arrives, that's when I'll find it. I guarantee you, I Yesterday, will with, find it. With, with this power brick, I'm like, you know what? Oh, they have some really nice USB-C to lightning cables. I'm like, I know I have like 400 of them, but I don't know where they are. So let me get some more. That way I know where they are. And they'll go missing. I'm sure they'll go disappear somewhere. Yeah. Um, but it's just, it's, yeah, it's a problem. It's. I bought, I, a, I, I, I bought, I bought a Satechi charger. Now, it was one of those ones where it, it looks a little bit like a toast rack because you've got like four different sections in it. There's an, there's an area for like a wireless connection. You've got USB-C. Uh, all around this thing, so you can hook up like up to five or six devices and have them all charging up. And it was a really nice piece of kit. And I, I bought myself with it all like really short USB A to USB C, USB micro, USB whatever. Yeah. Just loads yeah. of those, like maybe like a pack of 10 or something. And in the course of like two weeks, they were all gone. I couldn't find one of them. 
Not even. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to, and I had to go buy more. And it turned out I learned this that my wife couldn't find her charger almost every day. So we just ke- keep coming in and just, oh, there's a big box of charging cables here. I'll just take one of them. We won't mind. Next day, can't find my charger. I'll just take one of them. And then suddenly, ten are gone. And I find them, like three months later, all in her office. That's where they all are. So. I'm not bitter about it. I'm fine. I've gotten over it. Yeah, yeah, you're clearly, clearly not bitter. <laughs> fine about anyway, it. Anyway. I'm fine about it. But yeah, I, I do I do love my accessories. I've got to say, I do love accessories. What is, what is the best, what is the one accessory that is not an iPhone? Um, or iPhone, well, maybe iPhone related, but what's the one thing in your office that you, when you think about it, you go to all the time and you think, God, I couldn't do without that. That's one thing I just could not do without. Uh, I have too much in here to even give you an answer to that. It, it's got to be it's got to be my USB multi charger. Okay, it's just an anchor charger that has ten USB A ports on it that I can just plug anything into it. Oh yeah, yeah. And I've got two of them. I got one on my desk. I got one off to the <laughs> side. But I, because I mean, everything is charging. Like I, I go out to film something, and I have. You know, three cameras. Everything has a battery. I have a gimbal. It has a battery. Yeah. I've got a drone. It's got two batteries. I got, or you know, everything needs to charge. And and you know, I I remember watching some YouTube videos way back when, and, and this YouTuber Casey Neistat, who I'm sure you've heard of and people know of, he had this great wall. I think he just put plywood up, and he just made this perfect charging wall for everything he has. And the cables were all perfectly you know stapled down and. And I, I almost dream I have a place like that somewhere. <laughs> I could just have a wall of just, just charging stuff. And I'd still lose stuff. Like I, you know, back in my old office before COVID, I had this giant shelving rack that had these really narrow height shelves, mm. and they had these little black bins in them, little short black stubby bins, and I could label them. And I had every connector, every little thing. I had a hundred bins, and in those bins, I had, you know, if I wanted. A USB-C cable, USB-C to A, it had its place. Uh, microphone adapters, it had its place. Hard drives, they had their place. Everything was in this thing. But I don't have the space for that anymore. I don't have the space in my home office for it, and I have nowhere to put it. So everything just collects, and I don't know what I have anymore. I don't know where anything is. So I find myself constantly buying things to to just replace what I can't find. I'm not tough. alone. I know I'm not alone. Oh, you're not alone. No, you're definitely not alone. I think my favorite thing in the office is not, well, it's a gadget, I suppose, but it's not technical, it's not computer-related, it's not phone-related, nothing. It's my coffee maker. I decided to buy a coffee oh, machine okay. in the office because I thought, oh, I could go downstairs and get coffee. That's a sociable thing to do. But at the beginning of lockdown in 2020, I said, I am having a coffee machine in here, and it has been the most used thing. Do you know the thing about the you get the Tassimo coffee machines? Do you get those? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm we were we were an espresso family. Oh, I see. Okay, you're you're posh, right? Okay, uh, I'm not. I'm scum when it comes <laughs> that, to coffee. Yeah, that that's exactly. It. We're posh. Yeah, yeah <laughs> you're posh when it comes. I I have this thing. I'll tell you the uh, the warning light to clean this thing out has been on for the best part of a year. Oh, uh, I have no idea what that coffee is doing to me. Um, I don't know what that light represents. Is it the end of the world or is it, you know, that I really should just... And you know, the temptation is just to take the whole thing and just throw it straight into the trash. Because you think to yourself, well, you know, I could stand here and try and figure out what to do with it or just get rid of it. Yeah, yeah, I get that. (laughs) And, you know, the way I look at it is that light's been on now for a year. So damage is done, right? That thing is probably finished. I'm doing a service by getting rid of it. Yeah, you know, that being said, I think you actually gave me a reminder was I actually have an ember temper control temperature controlled mug. Mm. And I've been annoyed lately because my coffee gets cold really quick and I remember that I had this so I went up and I I found it and I plugged it in my office now and I used it for coffee and it's great. It just keeps your coffee at the perfect temperature. I wish they made something similar to that that kept drinks cold. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah, like a, some kind of drink chiller, but not like a one that's like on, like something that just, you pop it in and just keeps it at a temperature and you're happy. I'm sure there is. Thank you guys. I'm sure you're going to write us telling me, I got one of these things on Amazon for $4. I, I'm sure there is. <laughs> and I'll go search for it and I'll find it after. But yeah. I I must admit, the thing for me has always been, we, we again, at the lockdown, 
um, you know these companies that do the, the big kind of water coolers for offices? Mm. They were doing like home versions. We bought one of those. Yeah, we bought one of those. Yeah. And so did we, and we got one, and it was and it really leaked cheap. all over the place. Oh, yeah, you're mine leaked all over the place, oh, and we said, "Okay, screw dear. this." I ended up buying a new fridge that had the water built in. I ran the water line all the way downstairs. I see, this thing was really. It was, it was so cheap. They did like three months, you know, free rental. The the, the, the rental was like ten dollars. Oh, it was a rental. Months. Oh, yeah. So they the came the maintenance. Oh, that's yeah, yeah. smart. And the people come, although of course because of an injury in the pandemic, nobody would fit it. The guy had to build it outside my house. So he's building this thing in the street, uh, you know, and then he brings it in and he, he sort of leaves it at the door. I carry it up the stairs and that's all fine. Um, and you get the water bottles that are about 11 litres in a bottle. So they're not as big as the ones you would get in the offices. So it's a little bit easier to manage. 11 litres, that's what, like five gallons, I guess? Yeah, yeah. So you get, you know, you get them set up and they're really good. So you get this nice really cold water. And what I do is, and uh, this would be a good time to mention our AMI water bottles uh, for Double Tap TV. Uh, they are the answer. I'm holding up an AMI water bottle right now. <laughs> they are the answer, really, because they will keep yeah. your drinks so cold. That water will will stay cold because it's come out of the, the... You've got the fridge with the water, right? So you could just pour some water into that, and that's you. You're done. There you go. Problem solved. I've saved my, you $4. My fridge, my fridge is not chilled water. It's just regular water, and I have an ice maker that goes with it. So that ice maker is Hang what on. keeps... It doesn't do chilled water. No, it doesn't. It doesn't chill the water. What a complete waste of time and money. I know. That's trash. $3,000 fridge. <laughs> what? I can't kill the water. You know it's a fridge. I mean, it, it does know it's a fridge, right? It, I don't know if it knows it's a fridge. It's not smart then. <laughs> Steven, I have to tell you, we're talking about accessories, and I have a drawer here in a filing cabinet <laughs> with more stuff just dumped into it, by the way. And I can't get one of the drawers closed, and I'm looking from a distance here underneath, and there's a whole bunch of stuff under it on the floor or in the back, stopping it from closing. I mean, you know what? Talk. Wow. I'm gonna, I want to see what I'm going to find in here. This is going to be interesting. Hang on. You're going to find like an iPhone 3 or something in there, aren't you? You're going to find like... Oh, I would love that. I would love that. It's, it's going to be a BlackBerry Bold 9900s. Close. Hang on. We have an iPhone, um, <laughs> iPhone 2021 6.1 inch case. Okay. From a company called Catalyst. What was 2021? What iPhone was that? Uh, what are we talking? Thir- that's thir- no, it's not thirteen, is it? Yeah, thirteen. I've, I've got Black Panther, the Blu-ray. Oh, it's oh, empty. that's timely. Empty. Oh Excellent. no, it's, yeah, yeah, it is timely. The new one's coming out. Yeah. <laughs> Another phone case, iPhone twenty twenty one six point one inch. Oh, same phone. No clue what case. You know what? We're gonna give this stuff away. It's gonna be great. Let's let's give away what's in the back of Mark's drawer. That's brilliant. Oh, I've got a manual for an NZXT power supply. I've been looking for that everywhere. You know, we're going to go through... This is what we're going to do, okay? I have an idea. You, you're not going to give away stuff just to empty is, your drawer, are you? Absolutely. We're both going to do it. That is shocking. We're going to go through our stuff. Okay. And it has to be in good condition. <laughs> it can be used. But will but, be used. Uh, the caveat, used means, like, tested, lightly tested, okay? But we don't mean, but like, I've the time got... I got my mouse with the chicken. You're not getting... No, 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 no back no, to that but... again. Like, if someone said this a product and we tested it, we opened it on camera, we talked about it, and then we just put it aside. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's great stuff that people can, you know, why would someone have to go spend money on this 2021 6.1 inch iPhone case if you got it? You know, you know we, what? We someone, have these, someone so. somewhere will have that iPhone. I mean, it's, it's only last year's phone. That's right? what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. This is a great, I love giving away your stuff. And we have, we have a holiday, we have holidays coming up, right? People need gift ideas. Look, I have, a, I have a bag here, Stephen. I swear, I can't. I'm not making this stuff up, okay? I've got a bag. I've got a bag here with HDMI cables, audio cables, headphone cables, Sennheiser. What is this? More audio cables? Just random. The random. I mean, I'm, I think someone could use an audio cable. What's this? A USB C to a USB C. A USB C to 3.5 millimeter jack. What is this for? Well, that's uh... a USB-C TRSS cable. What is that for? For an an Android phone? It's got to be right, or maybe an iPad. I, I don't. I have no idea. Maybe want to connect three point five to USB. Why yeah, but, you, what, but whoever gets that, you, we should we, you should do what um. You I know these people. Stuff out of these. 
You know these people who... You've heard of this pallet thing where people go and buy pallets? A bit like no, the story like people buy stores. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, the story yeah. blockers. But you, you get like these... You can buy these pallets online, which you have no idea what's in them. But you just spend the money, and then you <laughs> get it, it arrives to your door, and it's returned from stores. I got a random light. A random light. Uh, you random get them light. from the stores, right? So you get these pallets, and they turn up, and you decide what you're going to... You know, you, you get your stuff, and you either get a hit or a miss, really. Maybe that's what we should do. We should just just fill pallets and send them off to people. Remember how, I that I don't have, remember how I complain that I don't have cables? Yeah, you found about 8,000 cables. Like, I got a 20-foot USB-C to USB-C. However, it has attached to it a USB-C to A adapter on either side so you can convert it, make it whatever you want. This that's is ridiculous. Genius. I can't believe... I would, honestly, I've, I've, I've sat down in this office and spent hours cleaning this up and I still have all this crap. This is the stuff that's left over. Wow. Well, I tell you, this this has been a. I, I bet people who have tuned in for this. I've been so glad to tune into today's show. They get news about so? watches. <laughs> they get they get some info about tablets, and we get to read your drawers as well. Um, do you know one one question we get actually? And we're, I know we're going to be talking about it perhaps in our upcoming show. Is how we are set up. I think most people are going to realize it's just a mess. Um, oh, it's a bloody mess. But I would. I think we should definitely talk one day about our setups because you know everybody talks about setups now. It right? changes. It changes. We talk about it all the time, but it always changes, right? It changes oh, it from week to week. Yeah, I must say, um, Sean's setup thankfully is, is settled at last. We had to get him a new mixing console because his previous one, uh, I don't know, maybe too much chicken. It's always chicken. Um, but yeah, I think it's fixed now, so we should be noticing less. Oh, it is fixed. Oh, that's that's great. Okay, yeah, I like that. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, look, we're out of time, sadly. I oh, mean, God. I'd love to hang around really? more and learn more about what's in these drawers because I think, you know, I, I raided them last time and I feel I haven't even touched the sides of what was in there. You had a suitcase. I mean, you had to declare stuff. We had exactly. to be careful there. We did. We really did. Uh, there are some benefits being blind. You just walk on through. Uh, that's it for us today. Thank you for being with us. We're back Monday. We're going to be learning all about a brand new Braille on demand course that is starting next oh, week. Cool. So we're going to be telling you all about that on Monday's show. Uh, Sean and I are with you. Uh, Mark, catch you next week. Thank you. Enjoy reading. My pleasure. Love Double Tap. Did you know we're on the TV too? Check out brand new episodes of Double Tap TV on AMI-tv every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Or binge on all episodes online at ami.ca forward slash Double Tap. We're also on YouTube. Search for Double Tap to catch our episodes there too. Oh, a smartwatch. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.